2: Setting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: This, this, this is is, is, is. Fight disciples. We are gathered here today for the fight disciples. And
2: boxing talk. If you missed me and Nick talking about boxing on the radio, fear not. Here is the whole show, including Anthony Crawler, in full. Good evening, you're listening to TalkSport 2. Uh, this is Fight Club. I'm Adam Catterall. My trusted colleague Nick Peters with me. We are from the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, Stepping into the shoes once again of Gareth A. Davis, who's taking a well-earned break. Before September gets here and all these blockbuster Hollywood fights. He needs to wash his hair or something, doesn't he? You know what I mean? He needs to quaff. <laughs> he needs to get himself all pristine and ready uh, for this fantastic September that is coming our way. So you're going to have to put up with our dulcet tones over the next hour uh, talking all things boxing. Uh, the big thing, without any shadow of a doubt, over the last week has got to be the Olympics. Yep. I've been locked right into this. The early rounds, it's very hard to follow stuff. People getting buys. Then you've got fighters that you're not too familiar with because it's the yeah. amateur ranks.
0: And was it just me, or did we seem to wait about a fortnight for Nicola Adams to even have one fight?
2: Yeah, yeah. It just,
0: just took. It took. It did weird. take
2: a bit of time to get going, right? But now that it has got going, let's talk about her. We'll start with her, shall we? Because let's be straight, man. That's the story. That when we come home and they have their parades and we talk about boxing at Rio, Nicola Adams is going to be right at the top of everybody's list. Now, there's been other success stories, of course, there has but you've got to take it off to Nicola Adams. Gold in Rio, first woman to win a boxing gold, and mm. then to back it up with another gold against two really tough kids. The, ge- the girl that she beat in the semi-final was the girl that she beat at London, and then she goes and uh, beats the French girl in the final here at Rio uh, to pick up a second gold medal. This is just, it's history in the making. If you watched it, you saw history.
0: That's exactly it, you know, she was the retaining the gold medal in the style that she did with the performances that she did as well. You know, as you say, she's... okay. she went in as the favourite. You know, she's the world number one, the current world champion, the current Olympic champion. But that that brings with it its own pressures as well. Mm. But the way she handles... Because, you know, how much of the spotlight from the entire boxing roster was on her Here alone, you know, I think that's what's helped one or two other guys like Joe Joyce and everything else kind of slip through because the media frenzy, the feeding frenzy is around Nicola Adams. Everyone's obsessed with her incredible smile and her incredible jab. (laughs) And
2: she's so likeable, man. I mean, I put when she won, I put a tweet out straight away saying, who knows, maybe Sports Personality of the Year this year might actually have a personality. What do we reckon? Hashtag Nicola Adams. She's got to be in the running, man. If she's not in the final 12 this year... There's something going on because to do what she has done, okay, it's boxing and people have their own views on boxing and I'm going to be dead honest now. I'm going to be controversial. The Sports Personality of the Year is a little bit lopsided because it is weighted towards people that have achieved on the BBC because it is a BBC award. Well, no arguments this year. She's won it on the BBC, mate. So she's got to be in that final 12 for me.
0: Well, it's it's a... It's kind of a feeding frenzy for BBC Sports Personality of the Year coming <laughs> up, isn't it? Because we've had so much success in Rio. You know, it's just gonna be absolutely bonkers. But for Nicola, you know, this is a girl at like this year, shoulder operation, ankle operation. You know, she's been through the ringer and yet she's the European, world and now Olympic champion in one of the toughest years of her entire career. For it to achieve that, you know, with and all the that adversity. And, and the pressure. pressure, yeah. You know, pressure's a killer. Look what it did to our man Tom Daly. Yeah, I know. Guy, guy fell off the diving board, scored zero points, finished last in the in the heats. Mm. That's what pressure does to you in the Olympic Games. But Nicola stepped up and got the job done. And, well, you know, second gold medal and... You see that smile, you know, she's kind of, she's become the face, one of the real faces of the Rio Olympics for Team GB for me, that beam and smile of hers, you know, it's just, it just makes you feel so patriotic.
2: See, that's the positives, yeah? I say the positives, there has been other positives, I mean, I'm dead excited about, I don't know what Josh Boaz's, um next stages are for his career, whether he's going to remain as amateur or whether he's going to turn pro but he did excite me. I'm gutted for him that he didn't manage to get himself through to that gold medal match uh, and bag himself a gold or a he was silver. was brilliant though, wasn't he? But he to pick brilliant. up a bronze, yeah, he, yeah, was, he was brilliant. brilliant. To pick so up
0: brilliant. Two stoppages that he had yeah, and everything man. else. He looked great. He's done his career fantastic. And There's certain know.
2: fighters. I mean, we spoke about this in the past, haven't we, regarding the difference between amateur and professional boxing. There are certain fighters um, that at the Olympics, okay, they do, they have a you can tell straight away that they've got a style that would suit the professional game more than the amateur game, and I think that's what it was in in yeah. his matchup. I mean, like you say, he got the first knock uh, stoppage knockout stoppage at, at the Olympics. He's a powerful kid. He's a come forward fighter. And sometimes when you're fighting in a three three minute bout against a tricky guy, you can just pop you off. Yeah, you end up getting beat. Did you
0: see it? Did you see the fight that he lost as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, it was kind of like a, a a fighter against a fencer. That's it. The guy was just, you know, completely... Scoring awesome. points, man. That, that's all he was doing. Pick, he didn't, he didn't hit him. He didn't hit him with anything that hurt him. And yet, you know, Josh is loading up these big shots and everything else, looking for the knockout. I think you're right. I think as a pro, that he's got a sensational future. But then again, he only got on team... He only got in the England set-up two years ago. This was the kid that was working in McDonald's four years ago well, he, he, when AJ inspired, yeah, so he, he was not go. he was playing off new, AJ, wasn't he? Exactly. He's only new to the amateur sport anyway. So, you know, hopefully... From a from a FIFA perspective, hopefully he might stick around till Tokyo because he's, he'd have to yeah. be favoured for gold then, but you know. You're right. I think he's got a style that suits the pro game, so it might be tough for him to turn down.
2: It must be quite hard when I've no doubt he will be getting a phone call from maybe Eddie Hearn or maybe a Frank Warren or someone like that. Just Floyd doing. Floyd
0: Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather was oh, man. waxing lyrical about him. He was all over him like a wet rash, wasn't he? So... Well,
2: Floyd's there. Let's be straight. Floyd, he, I, we'll talk about him a little later on in the show, right? Because I've got beef with Floyd, right? <laughs> he's gone out there and he's seen dollar signs with yep. Shakur Stevenson, right? Signed he, him. He signed is, up. He's signed He's seen these dollar signs with this uh, teenage kid who's a, who's a fantastic, fantastic yeah. talent. He ended What up a final
0: a, that was as well with yeah. the Cuban, by the way. And what he ended up, a up
2: He ended up getting beat. He ended up picking up the silver. But I thought to myself, right, this kid quite comfortably in four years from now could go and pick up a gold medal. Comfortably. He's a young yeah. boy, right? 100%. But Floyd's gone, hang on a minute. We're going to stop that because there's some coin here to be made. I'm going over. So he's gone over to Rio, knocked on his door He said, Fancy uh, coming to Mayweather promotions? We'll make some money together. Who's not going to say yes to that?
0: Exactly. When uh, Floyd Mayweather shows you his bank balance, this is what I did for myself, and uh, you know, this I, is I can do this I for I can, do, for I can do this for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. Well, one lad that we had high hopes for out in Rio, and it didn't quite materialise mainly because of the draw. He, he took on the world champion in his first bout. Um, was a man from your city. You know a lot about Anthony Fowler. Just give yeah. uh, our listeners a little bit of a brief synopsis of the boy.
0: It was heartbreak for him out in Rio. You know, he drew the Kazakhstan fighter, long, slick, hard-hitting southpaw with a ton of experience, the current world champion, and uh, in the first round, they're the fights you don't want. You don't want the Cuban, you don't want the Kazakhstan world champion in the first round, but... You know, unfortunately, Anthony ran into him. But this is a guy, Anthony Fowler, Commonwealth Games medalist, European medalist, multi nations met. You name it, world championship medalist. The only one he he, he didn't have, and it would have cleaned from the male side of things. He I think he'd have been the first British boxer ever to have to medal in every single tournament if he'd have medaled yeah. out, in, out in Rio. Which is disappointing. But again, I've just mentioned it with Josh. Then I'll say it categorically with Anthony Fowler, square peg, round hole. This guy's got a big future as a professional.
2: Another lad that's got a big future as a professional ahead of him is without any shadow of a doubt, Joe Joyce. Everybody fell in love with Joe throughout the course of the Olympics who narrowly missed out uh, on a gold medal. I I was watching social media during this fight and how people were reacting to certain things. And definitely the first round, I felt that Joe Joyce won that particular uh, round quite comfortably. Uh, and I was amazed to see um, that uh, two of the judges decided to go with Yorker, uh, the French guy that he was fighting against. Now, this is the prime example of how uh, amateur boxing and in particular Olympic style boxing differs so much to professional boxing. You'd have watched that fight and me as a fan of professional sports will have watched that fight and thought to myself, the guy that's sticking all the pressure on, the guy that's looking to win, the guy that's going forward is obviously the British guy. And I know that sounds bias, but that's what I genuinely believe. I genuinely believe that Joe Joyce was putting his foot down and and, and trying to win a medal, whereas Joka, um, listen, he looked better, he's got a better uh, style to him as, a, as a, a boxer in the 91 kilogram plus category. He looks a lot slicker and he was popping off shots, counter-attacking shots in order to score points, and that's the difference. It's a point-scoring game. If you actually look at it back and analyse the whole fight, There wasn't a robbery, I don't think, there. Of course, I think that he deserved one of the rounds, but I still think uh, that Yorker the French guy, deserved the gold medal in the end because he was popping shots off, he was scoring the points, he was playing the Olympic game. But as we've just been talking about there with Anthony Fowler, uh, you've got to say, Joe Joyce's style is absolutely made for the professional games. I would fully anticipate that this lad turns professional uh, at the end of this uh, campaign. And we're going to be seeing him in a ring very, very soon, uh, applying his trade professionally. He's he's an interesting character, Uh, Joe Joyce. He's got uh, a 2-1 degree in fine arts from Middlesex University. Something that you don't necessarily associate with boxers. That's no disrespect to anybody listening right now, because I know there's some clever guys out there. For example, Stephen Smith. He's very uh, astute with his mathematics, let's just say. Uh, There are guys out there that are switched on. And he is definitely one of them, uh, Joe Joyce. If you missed his uh, post-fight uh, chat uh, yesterday, after uh, obviously uh, being beaten, uh, here he is uh, talking uh, with Anthony Joshua.
3: Yeah, I mean, last last bout of the night, last medal for the Olympic Games, you know, 2016, um, I thought that gold was mine. Um, so I'll just have to watch it back and see, uh, see where I w- went wrong, if I went wrong. I've never seen... A lightweight, let alone a heavyweight, throws so many punches in a fight before. And we've been talking about counter punching and aggressive. Joe was aggressive making the fight. And the power that he possesses, there's no way you can block those shots, if you know what I'm saying. He's penetrating glass, penetrating body. For me, he's Olympic champion. Everyone here cheering him on. In spirit, he's champion. He's done so well. And as much as I want him to have the medal, I'm so proud of what he's achieved, man and it's the sky's the limit but as i said he's a credit to the sport in and out of the ring uh, yeah um lee let me know in the corner that i was down i was like oh my god but i i was, I was landing shots on him all um, all that last round and maybe two two eye-catching shots and i don't know i thought you know like all throughout the bout i was peppering him peppering with, with shots going through his guard and that and it was just an odd shot that he was like he'd, he'd nicked it and uh yeah um, yeah, you know gave it my all. Um, I've got the training right leading up um, You know um, great uh, many thanks to Fraser Clark coming out here like helping me spar and that um, Like, you know, I wouldn't be as uh, sharp without him like and obviously this stuff I'll do with big Josh as well helps um, Yeah, so it's about just right now. <laughs> Yeah, just um, You know just just disappointed man, but I mean Silver medal wasn't that bad, but you know I wanted the gold. I expected the gold, like, but yeah, just it just wasn't to be.
2: What have you been making of all this uh, refereeing and judging palaver yeah. that's been going out in Rio, man? It doesn't do good for the amateur game, that does it?
0: This is what spoiled my boxing experience of the Olympic Games once again. Unfortunately, some of the scoring. Has been abysmal, abysmal, and maybe we've not—it's not generated the headlines it could have done. But that's only because none of the Team GB fighters necessarily have suffered from it. But mm. well, for anyone that follows boxing and followed Michael Conlon's fight, and if you didn't, do yourself a favor, go and watch it, and then you know make sure the cat's not in the house because the cat will take a kicking. <laughs> because Michael Conlon was absolutely robbed, and he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. Has been one or two or three or four. Fights out in Rio. And I'd like to say it's just you know. I wish I could say it's just been this tournament. Well, the gold medal match in
2: the heavyweights, man, it, that
0: was it's ridiculous. He- it's just heavyweight. It's it's AIBA controlled amateur boxing. It's so controversial. And then obviously in the aftermath of all this, what's happened? The guy who's in charge of running the boxing out in Rio 2016 resigns during the tournament resigned on Saturday under a massive stink after all these other judges were sent home for all this controversy. The guy resigned and now someone else has to step up. It's not good. It's not good. And don't forget, going into these games, we weren't, we weren't happy with Daiber anyway no. for allowing professional fighters to enter the tournament. And it's just make it just stinks. It stinks. You know, for someone like Michael Conlon, I'd say he's not the only one. That kid has put every, his life on hold for four years to achieve his dream. Of winning a medal, winning a gold medal, and it was taken away from him. From, I, you'd like to say, I wish we could say sloppy, Adam. Mm. But is, it, is it sloppy? No. Or is it political? Yeah.
2: It's like I mean, <sighs> I would love to play you his reaction to it. However, I don't have enough bleeps in my bleep button to be able to. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that on national TV. I think they it, because it is so it was pal- life, yeah. Yeah, live. It was and and so, yeah, live TV and passion. He was he was allowed to go do whatever he wanted to do, and he went for it. And to be fair. Justifiable, in my opinion, I like the fact that he called out Putin on Twitter as well. Good lad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but his, know- his opponent, the Russian boxer, you know that Nikitin, Vladimir Nikitin, he was in such a bad way after the hi- it was a hiding. Mm. Michael Connolly gave him a and mm. He was in such a bad way that he couldn't even make the next round of the tournament. Mm. He couldn't. He couldn't physically fight on. That's how bad the that's how bad the beating he took. So. It's it's not been good, and as I say, unfortunately, this is it's, it's amateur boxing. It follows it follows it around, and kind of, it's kind of like a bit like FIFA. So, somebody needs to clean up AIBA and do it drastically because it's stuff like that that turns fans off. And the way the Olympics works these days is this is why golf's coming in. It's why wrestling's under threat. The new people that run the Olympic Committee, they want sponsors. They want to make money. They want the Olympics to make a lot of money. And the only way they do that is putting bums on seats, having main main event sports, and attracting big sponsors. And if boxing continues with controversy like this, it'll get cut. It will be cut from the Olympic Games. It's unbelievable.
2: Plenty more to talk about on TalkSport 2 this evening. Make sure you stick with us. Talking about uh, Eubank Jr. offering to spar Conor McGregor. We've mentioned Mayweather trying to sign the teenage sensation that is Stevenson, um, who I thought maybe leave him alone and leave him for another Olympics, but we'll get to that. And the WBC have ordered Povetkin-Stiverne as an interim title match. We'll be talking about that next on TalkSport 2.
1: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. You're
2: listening to Fight Club on TalkSport 2 with us, the Fight Disciples. Um, We are in for Gareth A. Davis, uh, talking all things boxing. We've covered the Olympics and how dirty it is, but well done. And celebrate the fantastic achievement of Nicola Adams. Double gold, beautiful stuff, uh, from London to Rio. That sounds like some type of dance track, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> From London to Rio and every nightclub that I've been... No, it was London to Berlin. That's, That's what it, it was. That was the That's thing. It. Maybe maybe when they get to Berlin or Tokyo. Oh, I'm, I'm wittering on. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, let's move on to the professional rank, shall we? Because there's been quite a lot of news uh, that maybe you have missed with your eyes firmly uh, f- uh, focused on the Olympics. Um, we're going to be talking UFC um, after 11 o'clock tonight on Fight Club. Uh, The star of that is obviously Conor McGregor, and one of our stars in the boxing world has offered to spar him. I don't know if you watch any of the UFC-embedded vlog stuff, Nick, Um, but Conor McGregor was watching Eubank Jr. sparring with Mayweather Sr. and copying him on one of the videos, and therefore off the back of that, Chris Eubank Jr. said, hey, man, I'm here. I'll come and spar you. I'll come and have a bit of a dig with you. The crossover of the sports uh, continue.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, Eubank Junior rather like Eubank Senior, don't they? are not uh, late on picking up on uh, opportunities for free publicity. Yeah, they're not I mean, backwards in coming forwards, are they? Exactly, and there's no one, there's no bigger star in the fight game right now than Conor McGregor. So, as soon as they've seen that, obviously they've pounced all over it. But you know what? There's probably a little bit of truth in there as well. I think Eubank uh, Junior would jump at the chance to do a bit of sparring with Conor McGregor. and you know the way Connor is now in the in the aftermath of his performance at the weekend. The world is his oyster again. So, mm. you know who knows where he's going to go next. But um, but yet it was you know it was all about Golovkin for Eubank Eubank Junior just a few weeks ago, and now Golovkin's tied up to fight Kel Brook. So he needs another sound bite, and you know Conor McGregor perfect opportunity.
2: Absolutely. Um, sticking on that kind of same theme and the thread throws us towards Mayweather because Mayweather Sr. was on the pads there for uh, Eubank Jr. But Mayweather is out in Brazil and he's been out in Brazil because he has been uh, um, following the fortunes of Shakur Stevenson. This young kid has shot to fame um, with his uh, efforts out in Rio. I mean, I watched him in the bantamweight division and I thought to myself, who is this? Yeah. He, is, he is something else. It's been quite a long time and I'm sure I'm not speaking out of turn here. Um, since America has had a, a fantastic amateur boxer do well at the Olympics, this kid stands head and shoulders above the team that they've got this year and probably what they had out in uh, in London as well. So it's one refreshing from that point of view. And that's yeah. why I get a little bit angry that Mayweather, all right, it's, it is a money game at the end of the day, but I think Mayweather's gone out there with his eyes on his own money rather than making this this kid a lot of money. This kid could quite easily go and get gold in Tokyo. And um, obviously his head in some way has been turned by mr mayweather to come and make some money now as a teenager.
0: Yep. Especially when Floyd's been saying he's the next Floyd Mayweather. You know, that kind of puts a little bit of pressure on you, but you know, if you think what well, even if I'm only 50% of the next Floyd Mayweather, how much money did Floyd make? Wow. 50% of that will do me, but uh but yeah, Floyd's been uh, he's been hanging around the uh, the old boxing arena out in Rio, hasn't he? I, I don't think Stevenson's going to be the only one he signs in the aftermath of uh in the aftermath of the games. But then, you know, for, for all we know, Floyd may, may well sign him and say, we're going to support you financially for four years for the next Olympics and then we'll turn pro. Yeah. 19 is young. 19 is young to turn pro. But again, as you pointed out there, it's not like America currently has, has, has got this riches of uh, of exciting boxing prospects coming through. Certainly not ones that have got this kind of exposure which Stevenson's had out in Rio. So it'll be interesting to see. But um you're right. You know, this guy is he's the pick of 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 another poor USA boxing team. Mm. I think the last USA boxing star was probably uh Andre Ward. Yeah. At the Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that was the last time they had a real star. You know, London was pathetic. And Stevenson aside, they've been poor out in um Out in Rio again, but
2: it's unlike them though because they've got they've got a rich history, haven't they? They have fantastic stars. You mentioned Ward there. You've got to
1: look at John's Junior. You've got all these type of characters. Delahoye, and you know
0: they've got this incredible history with amateur boxing. The problem is, America doesn't have this. I was reading a piece online. America doesn't have a center of excellence for Team USA boxing. They don't have. I find that amazing, man. Overlooking it all. You know, like we've got Robert McCracken here yeah. in the UK who kind of looks after Team GB and then you have selective coaches that work predominantly with two or three fighters within the team. But they all go to Crystal Palace or whatever it is. And they, you know, we've spoke to enough of the GB amateur team in the run-up to Rio. We know how it works. They spend four or five days yeah. a week all together and they come out, they go home at weekends. But it doesn't work like that in America. In America, you, you enter the national trials or whatever, you get in team, team USA. But then you go back to your home gym and train. You train with your home camp, you know your your own coach. You don't go to a centre of excellence, so I, that's got to be harming. That's got to be, you know, have a negative effect because they're not a team. They're not going. They're not walking into the boxing arena going, "Well, we all train together, spar together, live together," like every other team has seemed to be doing. Certainly the Cuban, and certainly Team GB. USA, they turn up like a gang of you know ragamuffins. Oh, yeah, how's your camp gone? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen you for six months since the last tournament. That can't be good. And obviously the knock-on effect is Team USA are not producing the, the, the champions and the and certainly the medalists that they used to.
2: I can't remember the last time I heard the word ragamuffins on the radio.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty solid work, man. Pretty solid work. But this kid, he is signed to Mayweather. It would be yeah. wonderful if Floyd turned around and he did sponsor him in a, in a way. And sponsored his progress, worked out of Floyd's gym, learned some new tricks of the trade, and then goes to Tokyo. I I just think he would absolutely walk it. Plus, at 19 years of age, we don't know yet what weight he's going to fill out to go and and perform at. I mean, he's currently working at Bantamweight. We we haven't seen an American Bantamweight for some time, really, have we? Runner, I suppose, is the one that everybody would look at in those lower weight categories that has moved up multi weight. Yeah. But give this kid enough time to fill out, do his thing, get him into the pro game at 23, 24. Again, he isn't going to uh, miss much by that time.
0: Definitely not, no. And as you say, for the amount of talent that he's got, you know, he's still a teenager to get the final. You know, bear in mind, he only lost to the Cuban in the final as well, and On it was close. Split. Oh, what's that yeah, fight? it was a it was split, a split decision, defeat. To a Cuban who I think the Cuban's are a world champion and potentially mm. even a previous Olympic champion as well. You know the Cuban was no mug. The Cuban was the business. So um, to do that, he basically had to get the only way he lost was against the best of the best. So he can only get better. He can only improve in time for Tokyo. But you know I don't know the kid. I don't know the kid's background. As I say, Team USA boxing isn't a great setup. There may well be, certainly there's obviously a lot more dollars available to him in the pro ranks. Hmm. And, um, you know, the, winning a gold medal in boxing, obviously it's still got the prestige and the history that goes with it, but it just doesn't seem to be a big incentive for athletes in the US right now. Hmm. You know, so there's too much dollars, money in basketball, dollars, yeah. too much money in football, American football. There's increasing amount of money in the UFC, of course, as well, you know that attraction to the boxing game this is why we're not we haven't got this whole plethora of athletes coming through because there's not enough money in the sport to inspire people to go and win medals unfortunately
2: um, well, one of their big stars, one of the American big stars, is the heavyweight champion, uh, Deontay Wilder. We're not going to be seeing him in action until 2017 because of his injuries. Yep. Uh, so what do the WBC do? I'll tell you what the WBC do. They start making up belts. That's what they do. They go, right, okay, so our heavyweight champion's not fighting until 2017, we need to make another belt because we need to keep the the, the division quite exciting. So let's uh, let's make an interim belt that doesn't really mean anything Um, and order a geezer that failed a drug test, Povetkin, who yeah. uh, Wilder was supposed to be fighting, and we'll order it against Bermain uh, uh Stiverne. Shall we, shall we get that one on, boys? Yep, everybody, thumbs up. Yep, let's do it. So povetkin staverne has been ordered by the WBC for an interim belt, and then you would anticipate that the winner of that would, at some point early 2017, be taking on Deontay Wilder.
0: Yeah, who, Wilder, you know, beat up Stiverne to win the title anyway.
2: And the point of that, by the way, the reason why I bring that up is because there's a lot of chat with Wilder in unification fights with whether it be Fury, whether it be Joshua. Um, the, the way that this has been done by the WBC is that he would have to f- uh, fulfill his mandatory obligations before he goes anywhere else regarding a unification fight. They've worded it in such a way that he can't unify until he fights um, his WBC mandatory, which will either be Povetkin or Steven.
0: Yeah, it's um, is it bent? <laughs> it's just not great, is it? It's not great. You know, they've in, they've introduced this interim title to keep the division moving along, and then they've gone and chose two guys who aren't moving the division along at all. You know, well,
2: perfecting himself—he's failed a drug test. man.
0: Coming after on the back of a, suspe- a suspension for a drug test, straight in for an interim title fight. So it's like, here you go, here's your world title fight. Oh, you failed the drug test. Oh, cancelled. Okay then, uh, let's put you in for the interim world title fight then. As soon as your suspension mm. ends, what what's he done to deserve all this praise? Well, the, you know, the, the argument the back. In my opinion, you fell a drug test for one. Yeah. Six months suspension completely unacceptable because that's not a punishment. Certainly not for a heavyweight boxer. Let me fight twice a year anyway.
2: Yeah. The,
0: the, Secondly, the, 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 the why argument... he come straight into a title fight? He the, should go to the back of the queue. Yeah, he should do. But the, 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 the,
2: his argument and his team's argument, and of which the WBC have kind of agreed with is that the drug that he has failed for, I mean, it's that... Um, what's that t- female... Maldonium or whatever. Yeah, what's called? that female tennis player called? The one that was uh, on the uh, medication. Sharapova. Uh, yeah, so Sharapova, yeah. she's failed for the same drug, right, of which she was taking, it was a medication thing, and therefore this drug only went on to Wilder's ban list in January. Yeah, January the 1st. Right. So they couldn't determine of Pervetkin whether he took uh, Muldonium before 1st of January or after. That's what happened. They couldn't determine it. And he said, oh yeah, it was part of medication. So he's obviously used the same excuse that Sharapova's done. And they've gone, okay, sound, we can't prove either way. So there's your six month ban. So it does stink. It is fishy, but there is enough grey area for him to go, well, it was an accident. I was taking it as, uh, you know, I was taking it as medication or whatever it may be. Hence him only get, receiving a short ban and then him being allowed to fight. I think it stinks. I don't think he should be allowed to uh, do no. this, especially with the the reason this all came out is because he was prefer- preparing originally for a fight with uh, Deontay Wilder in Russia, wasn't he?
0: Exactly. So, you know, I don't know. It's... Let them, let them get on with it. That's my opinion on this fight. Let them get on with it. And whoever wins on September the 16th is, you know, number one contender for Deontay Wilder for a potential fight in January, February. Mm. Fine. Would Do I think that'll even happen anyway? No. I think Wilder's <laughs> probably going to come fight. They're going to go for, chase a unification fight. Yeah, why, yeah. why would he want to beat up Steven again? Yeah, yeah. Why would he want to face Pavokin who failed a drug test and ruined the fight camp last time for him? You know, he's got no love for either of these guys. I can't see either of these guys getting a... Getting the next shot at uh, Deontay Wilder. So let them crack on. Let them crack on for the interim belt. Let's see how many people want to watch it.
2: Well, one man that Wilder most certainly wants is Anthony Joshua. He's been talking about Fury as well, but we don't know what the situation is uh, until Fury and Klitschko get their business sorted. Um, so, with all that in mind, it, we, it brings us back to one of our mates who we've spoken to on many, many occasions. Mr. David Price, he yep. looks impressive when he went out and did the business at Goodison Park. Obviously, he hasn't fought since there. He's been out in training camps, signed up to MGM now, uh, doing his thing out there, learning with Dave Caldwell, of course. And I've also noticed a little bit of change of tactic from Pricey. He's yep. decided to get a little bit lippy. I like it. I like the new Pricey that he's starting to call out various people and start to talk about previous spas and training camps where Anthony Joshua is saying, listen, I am not the guy out. Let's do
0: it. It's so unlike him, you know, we, we've had him on the show, he's, he's, he loves a laugh pricey, he's got a great personality, loves a giggle, but, uh, you know, he's like a, he's he's a proud family man, he's not really a, a trash talker, he's not into it, but.
2: This is the game, isn't it?
0: This is the game, and this is what I always say about Tony Bellew, people are mis, Tony Bellew's the most misunderstood man in British boxing. The WBC world champion is one of the nicest men you will ever meet. We know we've had him yeah, on the show. He's up, yeah. an absolute diamond, but his public face is bomber you attitude is trash talker. Calls everybody out. Wants this, wants that. He's probably earned more money than anybody. He's, he's the latest Rocky bad guy, if you like. <laughs> and it's all because he sells himself. It's all about this personality. And I think David Price, some of that has rubbed on, on, rubbed off on. Well, David the good mates, do you
2: reckon he's been in his ear? Do you reckon Bellu was out of where with him? So listen, if, man, start shouting. Are,
0: those guys are traveling down to train Go, Dave Caldwell, four or five days a week down in, in in Yorkshire, and then they're traveling back to Liverpool together. You know, they're spending time together at Anfield and everything else. He's obviously seen how Bellu operates, how Bellu has made his career happen, and he's made it happen by letting his lips go, by letting people have it, by calling people out, by being quite aggressive. Some would say obnoxious at times. And Price has looked at that and thought, "I can't wait anymore." Pricey can't wait anymore. Yeah, you're he's, right. He can't be the good guy anymore. It, look, look how far being the good guy got him. He lost consecutive fights to two drug cheats, two proven drug cheats. Did he get the headlines for it? No, because he didn't. He didn't get up and he didn't shout and he didn't scream at people. It got brushed under the carpet more or less, and he still got those losses on his record. His career has been set back because he was a world title contender at the time. He lost these fights against drug cheats again. But he's been knocked down. He's got to build himself up. If David Price is the only person that can get his career back on track, both inside and outside the ring. And he's got to get nasty. And you know what? If people turn on him, if fans don't want to watch him anymore, if people start saying, oh, I want to see him get knocked out, fantastic. As long as you want to see him, that's the main thing. Mm. I love the fight with Anthony Joshua. Yes, he should call Anthony Joshua out. I'm happy that he's spilling secrets about the about sparring sessions and what goes on in the gym. It's kind of the taboo thing, if you like, in fight sports. Listen, this guy doesn't care. He's got he's got a wife and kids to support. He needs his world title fight now. Time is against David Price. He's got to throw everything he can to get himself a world title fight. And right now, you know, as we've just talked about them with Stavervin and, and Pavekin locked into an interim title fight, P- Stavervin was being talked as a potential opponent for Anthony Joshua. So right now, Anthony Joshua as far as we know, hasn't got an opponent. Mm. Another Olympian. Right after the Olympics. Let's get our Olympic gold medalist and our Olympic bronze medalist from the four years before. Let's get them in for a world title fight, riding on the back of the Olympics, and we'll get Josh Buatzi on the undercard if you like for Mr. Eddie Hearn There you go. What a bill that is. What a bill that is. You're in the it's wrong a game, fight man. That makes sense. It should, makes sense to mate, me. You it shouldn't shouldn't makes sense.
2: you shouldn't be editing you shouldn't be editing magazines and doing radio programmes with me, man. You <laughs> should, should be should making be, fights. You should be making fights, bro.
0: <laughs> you got it nailed Doesn't that it. make sense though, Adam? Wouldn't you want to see that? You want to see it, don't we?
2: Well, it sells itself, like you just said there, the Olympic angle sells itself, these boys, it's like the forgotten heavyweight as we've named him in the past with our podcast, the guy that got the bronze taking on the golden child of the heavyweight division at this moment in time the guy that got the gold down in London he is the boy at this moment in time, Anthony Joshua he can do no wrong, well let's put him in with a guy that can really punch he's dangerous, I mean there'll be people listening to this right now saying, can He's yeah, absolutely. That's and Joshua will and Joshua will take him out all day long. And do you know something? You might be right, but this is heavyweight boxing. And I'm telling you now, there is nobody, and Anthony Joshua might back this up, there is nobody in the heavyweight division that I've seen on the planet right now that punches harder than David Price. And if he lands, he will take you
0: out. Yep. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. That's what these 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 reports, him calling out AJ, the stuff that Dave Caldwell's feeding out of that boxing camp is. David Price has changed. David Price is an animal. David Price is a beast and he wants his title shot. So, the proof is in the pudding. I think the big moment now is Bellews on the card. I think he's up back on Bellews on the card in a couple of weeks' time. Bellews, first title defence. Yeah, We need a statement knockout that night for David Price and then we want him to scream at Anthony Joshua down the camera. I think if Anthony Joshua's in Liverpool for that event, which he could well be, if Anthony Joshua's in, the ring, in, in Liverpool that night, Adam... It's on. Because there's only been one reason why he's there, and that's so him and Price can have a little bit of a beef after Price's, you know, hopefully, as I say, a big performance knockout, and it sells on Sky. Straight away, bang, we're ready. Looking forward to it.
2: You're listening to TalkSport 2 have plenty still to get through because September's going to be an exciting month. We last week spoke about Kelbrook, Triple G. Uh, next week, we'll be uh, touching upon Liam Smith and Canelo. Coming up next... The man going into the eye of the storm once again, Anthony Crawler.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
2: You're listening to TalkSport2. This is Fight Club uh, with the boys from the Fight Disciples podcast in for Gareth A. Davis this week. Hope you are well and enjoying the show. September 24th in Manchester, the lightweight division comes together. It's an absolute barnstormer. Anthony Crawler takes on Jorge Linares. Mr. Pete, when you heard about this particular fight, uh, did your jaw hit the deck, or were you not surprised of recent times of Anthony Crawler? He doesn't seem to be backing away from any challenges, and he does seem to like to go into the lion's den.
0: I love it. I absolutely love this fight. And um, you know what, Crawler, I've always liked Anthony Crawler. I remember him from the amateur days. Yeah, know, I was doing the, the the boxing beat then when he was coming through as an amateur, and he's he's always been a kid that I've liked. And yeah, he's had some hard times. You know, he's had some tough defeats that he's had to come back from. But since he got his chance, he you know he had the whole burglary thing. He was in hospital. Remember, his career was on the line at one point. Then he got his chance for a world title finally, and he took it with both hands. And now he will face anybody, Yeah, any comers he wants. Well, to be them. fair, when
2: you've been whacked over the head with concrete, mate, you know what I mean? You probably can't <laughs> yeah. feel any, any shot that comes your way.
0: Yeah, he's just <laughs> such a brave kid, isn't he? You know, he's taken on the very best... That this division has to offer. Perez when he came in last yeah. time. Oh, Kroller's he's, he's bit off too much. He's he's gonna struggle. Perez is the best, best on the planet, the number one. Boom! Boom. Stops him. Fantastic.
2: Well, the thing is about Anthony crawler and you've just mentioned that uh, brave. Of course, you need to be brave in this game. There's some challenges that you think to yourself, yep, yeah, I'm gonna go through the eye of the storm at times. And we saw that last out, obviously. Um, he took a lot of punishment, he went into the eye of the storm. And then uh, the, the opponent gassed out, and he ended up taking away a fantastic shot. But this is the thing that has really stuck in the back of my head. Yes, he's brave. Yes, he, he, he's willing to go in toe-to-toe. But there's a tactical nous about him. He does listen to Joe Gallagher, and yep. fair play to Joe. He's got it bang on uh, last three times that I've seen Anthony fight. He's got it absolutely nailed on. And Anthony is nailing those game plans, and he's nailing them in such a way that technically, I mean, taking kids out with body shots... His hero is Ricky Atten. He's kind of emulating a lot of what Ricky Atten did. I know that people think I'm getting carried away with that, that Anthony is not Ricky Atten. I'm not saying that, but there's a lot of similarities with the way that he's going about
0: his business. Exactly. That, that, that's the point I want to I raise, as well as the fact that he's achieving more now than we ever thought imaginable. Yeah. You know, we didn't imagine he was going to be prove himself to be the best lightweight on the planet, but he wins this fight against Linares. He's the best lightweight on the planet. We've been talking about it for a while. Obviously, he's got the this incredible rivalry with Turbo Terry Flanagan to come in Manchester as well. Oh, is he even the best in Manchester? I'm telling you now. If he beats Linares, Linares, is a lot of people would say is the number one. But this is for all the belts. This is for the Ring Magazine belt. Well, belts. that's it. I uh, was yeah. just about to it's say that. It's all on there, you There's know. There's not it's...
2: many people that get their hands on a Ring Magazine belt. I mean, for those that are unaware and that are casual fans to boxing, if you look at all the Rocky Balboa pictures... The belt that Rocky Balboa holds on the majority of the uh, merchandise is the obviously ring magazine belt, the 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 elite, the linear um, heavyweight championship in his case, where it's the white, red, and blue belt strap with the lovely regal gold on there. There's not many out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And to bring it to Manchester, his hometown, and you know, as you say, you you pointed out then Ricky Atten used to be his idol. Well. He he is creating these Ricky Hatton style nights, you know. I just I know Manchester's going to turn out in force for him. It's a massive, massive fight. I can't get over how big this fight is in terms of the lightweight division. This is for all the beans, you know. This is to prove you're the number one on the planet. But you know, for Crawler to beat Perez, to beat Barroso, to go into this fight with Linares, it speaks volumes about not only him but also Joe Gallagher and that entire camp and how much confidence they've got. A million dollar crawler's ability as well. You know, we, this is a guy that we thought had hit his level. You know, this is a guy that got carried out by Derry Matthews in a domestic type Yeah, of yeah, place. yeah, We didn't think he was going to be able to step up to the next level. It's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It's, you know, it's sensational for Manchester boxing as well. But it's a credit to the work that they do at Gallagher's gym. You know, crawlers, he's. he's he, he got his opportunity, he got his world title fight, and he'd done what every fighter dreams of doing. Took it with absolutely both hands, and now he's got it. He's not running away from anybody. He's taken on the very best opposition he could take on. Well, let's hear from him.
2: Anthony Crawler, how are you, mate? How are you, mate? You OK? I'm Sam, my man. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam. How's the tricks with you? Sure. Good?
1: <clears throat> good. Training's going really well and in, in a good place, and I can't wait for it to come around, mate. Under five weeks now, it's just... It's, well, it's not creeping up on us because um, I'll be certainly well prepared, but, I mean, it's the weeks are flying by.
2: Be honest, Ant, right now. You've just gone through two absolute wars. Did you not just yeah. fancy a nice little trot out? You know what I mean? Just a little trot in front of the home fans. There's, okay. no, there's no need to do it again. What are you doing? We, no,
1: we can't, can we? <laughs> we just, <laughs> do you know what it is? It's, with these big nights, that's just what I think I, I perform better. In. Do you know, not that I'd ever take any opponent easy, or i take my out of the ball, but I think when you're up these big nights, you just want to keep, you just want them to keep coming, and I feel like the momentum is going with me, sort of, and, listen, it's, it's a very tough fight, and like you just said there, mate, we could have certainly had a much easier defence, but um, I think for what this is for, being, you know, the, for the Ring Magazine belt, the BBC Diamond, my own world title, it's the, the prizes don't get any better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's It was a too good of an opportunity to pass up fighting. I've, I've said it, I'm fighting a great fighter for uh, the greatest prizes in the sport, in my opinion. And that's what I'm doing and I'm doing it in my own town. It doesn't get any better.
2: You must be incredibly humbled by that uh, point that you just made there regarding the Ring Magazine belt because there's not many on the planet, mate. I've just been counting up. Uh, yeah. Nietzsche's got one at Junior Flyweight. uh, chicle, uh ch- Chocolatito's got one oh, up flyweight. Oh, yeah. You've got Terence Crawford, Canelo, and Tyson Fury. That's it. There aren't any more. So you must be quite oh. honoured that the the WBC and Ring Magazine are obviously counting you in yeah. the top two lightweights on the planet.
1: It's oh, it's, it's um, it is. I genuinely am a sort of humbled by and it's it's a massive opportunity, and it's it's one of them. I don't, it's a dream come true to fight to fight for that belt, it's it can't be it's not just that I want to win it that's what I think Yeah. I go out there I win it and it's you know you get remembered you get remembered for doing that sort, you know for winning the ring magazine belt and that's something what, um, what I look at you know I want to look back on I don't want to um, listen it's a great honour to fight for it but it, um, it'll mean so much more to win it
2: plus the posters afterwards mate you'll get to look like Rocky Balboa he's got one you know yeah. what I mean
1: Rocky belt. that's it <laughs> and that's it what it is I mean it's I think the WBC Diamond Belt and my title is um, with the WBC Diamond. Belt, I think I'm sure it's worth like forty odd thousand dollars. Wow! But and listen, it, it's lovely to have on your uh, your mantelpiece, and it's it's uh, maybe a great piece of kit, you know, to have. But I think the sentimental value of mm. the of the ring magazine belt, the history that comes with it, doesn't compare.
2: In your division at the moment, you must be licking your lips because you've just mentioned WBC, the uh, the regular champions, Latticano, and that yes. you would anticipate. I know that we've we've spoken in the past about Terry Flanagan. That's two fighters there that we just mentioned. That you come through Linares, th- th- it just gets bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger. Th- there is no going back now. You've got to keep going in that in that way. Well,
1: That's it. Bit, I see this as well, Linares as possibly the biggest fight in the division. Yeah. But. They're, they're huge fights those two fights you just mentioned and I'll be I, they're the fights that I've never ever looked past this fight but I mean make sure I come through this and they're the kind of fights that I want to be having I just like I say I don't know I just for a while now I can't really remember um, I, I don't really want to remember starting routine defences sorry but I just want to be involved in these big fights and there's no shortage of big fights that lightweight.
2: Have you exceeded your own expectations?
1: It's the tricky one. It's, um, I think certainly when you look back at my career, at certain points in my career, um, I'd be lying if I said no. But I always knew that I was what I was capable of, and I always believed in myself. Um, but yeah, I suppose, Joe, you know, when you look back, then I have I have exceeded a lot of people's expectations. But that doesn't mean that I'm happy or I'm settled sort mm. of, with, with what I've got I still believe there's more and I still um, I still believe there's a lot more to come from there A lot and there's, there's still improvement Do you
2: get a bit of a kick out of maybe people in the media referring to you when you're going into these fights as the underdog even though you're the champion the WBA champion going yes. in for example you're going against Barossa you're going against Perez people are thinking oh I don't know if he can do it I don't man, know if, like, if he can do it do no, you
1: get man, do you get a bit man, of a it's, kick? It's just fuel to the fire and honestly it is it's it's um, it's just added motivation. It's just added motivation. It is, and that's what um, it's another thing that drives me. And the support that I get from everyone who come out to support me, my family, my friends, the team around me. That's enough motivation as it is. But mm. when when people write you off, and when people in the game, you know, think it's a step too far, yeah. it's just an extra bit to think. No, I'm going to prove you wrong.
2: Does, does Has it surprised you as well, the following? Because we spoke about it in the past. We, we've we both been massive fans of Ricky Atten and the way that people followed him all over the planet to his fights. When you go to a Manchester arena and Anthony Crawler's fighting, it is something else. You can't get that, I don't think, anywhere else at this moment from a from, from a UK fan base. Yeah, it's, honestly, I am yeah I'm surprised about that. And it's
1: something you're me. I think I've said after the fight a few times, I always feel in debt to the people you know, who who come out to support me. It's something that i you know, I'm I really am blessed with and it's mad like people come up to me and they say, uh brows will fight one of the best nights I've ever had, one of the best nights I've had in years and it just makes me feel proud. Mm. Um, when I am thanking them and they're going, No, thank you and that and I'm like, Wow, it's um to have that motivation to have, to have that sort of kind of support just gives you more and more motivation. I don't wanna let them down. I just wanna make sure like people come up to me and they say after Lenaris I say, Ah, oh, that was a great night, I'll always remember that. And um that's something that like say I'm I'm really proud for that part. I'm so thankful for the support.
2: When you when you're sat in the in the changing room just before you're gonna make your ring walk, and you can hear this. <laughs> you can hear a bit of that going off, right? And then the crowd, wow. the, the crowd just go crackers, man. It's—it's. It's, it, I've yeah. never experienced anything like it. They go absolutely crazy. You, you must be able to feel the whole building shaking when you're about to that make is, your ring These
1: It's goosebumps. You're walking in the back, and obviously a lot of the sound gets blocked out, but as you come in through the tunnel, and sometimes they put you on the big screen, Yeah. it's like you're wearing them all shouting, and once or twice, one of the lads are... As I say to them they're all here for you and it's it's a proud, proud moment. It's um not just that it's I, I, I say this, but that that walk it's and it's no one will know what it's like on no, that walk. It's um and that's what I know I miss about boxing more than anything. I know I'll never get that high ever again. No matter what I do in life, it's um I've gotta be thankful for it. I always say with Ricky Atten, uh, Ricky, obviously he's had, he's had um, his troubles outside the ring since he's retired boxing, but I always say to people, and you've got to imagine how tough it is for that, you was there and some of those nights, those are shy nights, he's doing that ring walk or, he's, or in front of his, um, as much as uh,
2: it must be, it, may, it it's hard as a, fan, as a fan. As a fan, it's hard yeah, to understand what it's like for one human being to take in 15,000 people, just pouring their that's love, just pouring the love on them.
1: Of, that's what they're doing in front of his own, you know, his football team in that stadium. It's something that he'll never ever, you know, you, you can never ever top that. Listen, your family, your children yeah. give you more joy than anything, but outside of that, You'll never get that high again. No, no, I always say no drink, drug or anything like that will ever give you that feeling again. Um, and it's a hard thing to take, but I know I know that at, at some point when the career's over, um, that I won't get that back. So um, I just try and enjoy them as much as I can. When I hear that, so I'm just like to say, I'm very proud and it's um, something I'm blessed with.
2: We'll talk footy in a minute, because your boys are making some serious noise in Manchester. Just quickly, regarding yeah. tactics for fights... Recently, we've seen you do so many different things now of, of how you've gone about winning fights. Yeah, that must give you a boatload of confidence because you're not one-dimensional. A lot of people in the past have said, "Oh, this is how Anthony Crawler fights." Not anymore. We yeah. saw last time you can take a go into the eye of the storm. You can yeah. back on the back foot. You can you can uh, impose yourself on a yeah. fight. You must have a boatload of confidence now going into any fight.
1: Yeah, I believe that I can adapt, and I think that world class <laughs> at that level, you you need to be able to do that and. I think last time out, everyone expected me to on the back foot and try and make so fall short. But I knew, listen, I, a lot of that's from awesome the team, team. around me around, um, And Joe, I've always got full faith in what Joe comes up with. But I know, and I think to fight Lenaris, there is going to be times when they have to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and and I might have to change plans during the fight. And I, I know when you're fighting, um, a fighter as good as you're Linares, you're not you're not going to have it your own way and I might go for a patch in the fight where it's not going my way so I might have to adapt it I think that's that being in good stead these last handful of fights have still in good stead where I need to you know I've, I've, had, I've had a nice sort of build on that's what I think a big thing with Barroso was he was so used to just bowling everyone over yeah. and then after a few rounds and I was still there it was sort of he was in deep waters waters he'd not really been in before mm. whereas I've been in those deep waters I've and I've come in I've been plenty of fights where I've, you have know, to come from behind, or I've had to grit it out, and they've stood me in good stead. Be
2: honest with me, Sunday morning when you woke up, yeah, all right, you've, you've come through it and you've won, so there were a grin on your face, but were your arms hurting?
1: Uh, everyone asked me that, you know, everyone asked me, but well, hand on that. well, I didn't really wake up because <laughs> I went celebrating, I didn't, um, I think he had an interview, a few, um, Radio and television interviews yeah. at half eight in the morning, and I was still in my mates' bar at quarter past eight, so <laughs> I didn't really wake up. But a lot of people said that to me, says, "Oh, your arms must be so sore." But I mean, I think the, the training I'm doing, I'm I'm sore. Of yeah, It a bit of punishment. It wasn't Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, I was ready to go again, and that's that's the oh honest truth. So wow. it was a nice feeling mm. to be in. But yeah, the, everyone says, even still now, you've just said it now. Someone goes, "How oh, so was your arms after that?" And I go, honestly, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, a little bit bruised, but no, those it wasn't that bad.
2: Hard as nails, mate. Hard as nails. Listen, footy. Just before I let you clear off, Uh you happy with the business that you've done in the uh, in the in the summertime?
1: I am, yeah. I'm really happy. It's, um, he looks all
2: right, did Pogba, didn't he, on Friday night?
1: He looked he looked it tasty. He did. did. I was there and, you know, I don't know what I mean, We was walking, you know, down the up and um the way and um, as we was walking, I was walking down there, it just felt something different. If you ask any night, and there was something, the atmosphere, there was excitement for the first time in a few years. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pogba, you know, and... Um, I think we've had a very good um, we spent a lot of money but we've had um, a very good summer um, on the transfer market and it's um, for the first time in a a few years I think we've got um, a great chance a great chance of challenging
2: Is it like watching Cantona again when Zlatan's playing?
1: You know Eric Eric was my idol Eric was my idol when I was a kid. I, I don't know if I told you, everywhere I went, the shirt collar was off. <laughs> I told, told church after a christening, I thought he was all right, so i, <laughs> but, um, so I never ever what I said, but he does, have, he does have a bit of a reminder of, uh, of Eric, yes.
2: He's got something so, about him, man A lot
1: of people in the tears say it
2: Can't take your eyes off that fella, there's something about him very similar to there Eric, is, mate. There
1: is, I mean, sometimes they go from a time where he doesn't feel too much, but then he... He pops
2: up and he delivers. That's it, man. That's what it's about. Listen, we'll be expecting oh, yeah. you to pop up and deliver as well uh, September 24th, yeah. mate. We're dead excited about it. Oh, All the best mate. with the rest of the camp, pal.
1: Thank you. Had great to chat as always, mate. And you,
2: mate. Take care, pal. See you in a
1: bit. Take care, pal. Bye-bye.
0: September. What a way to kick off the season. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Now, you know, on the international stage, the British guys, were there. We are. We are the international That's stage. It. Three weekends there of absolutely gargantuan world title fights involving British fighters. What a month, can't wait.
2: It's going to be exciting. Make sure you stick around because coming up next on Talk Sport 2, me and him talk UFC. And let's be straight, it was a pretty special weekend uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. Don't go anywhere.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.